Welcome rock and metal fans. Coming to you from the barns of Amish country and pastures of cows are those two bad boys of rock and metal. B1 Bomb and the Smuts. Bringing you the best rock and metal bands from the 80s and 90s. And today, playing and discussing music from the featured bands with special guests, interviews, contests, and much more. So grab a beer and turn it up. It's time for the Headbangers Vault. Welcome to another episode of the Headbangers Vault. Don't let your ears deceive you. It is not Christmas time. I am the B1 Bomb, and tonight the Schmutz is away at a ball game. So, we have a special guest filling in for him. And who would that be, special guest? Santa Claus? No. The Grinch? No. Would be... Woody. Woody. It's been quite a while since he's been on this show. Yeah, it's been a while. Thank you for a uh, long time. Yeah. Let me grace your presence. So we talked about briefly in part one of this episode, Sabotage, they morphed into Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Yes. And me and Woody are big fans of these guys, too. Big time. Yeah. These guys are big. And I mean, they're big and they've sold a lot of albums. Yes, they have. How many times have you seen him? I've only seen him once. Really? Only once. I'm going to go again at some point. Oh, wow. I thought you saw him more than that. TSO, as they are uh, known as, they sold over 10 million concert tickets, over 10 million albums. Wow. I mean. That's that's big. Yeah. Big time. So you guys were talking about uh, how TSO became from Sabotage? Yes. So Paul O'Neill... Obviously, you know, had a lot to do with Sabotage, their sound, you know, especially in the later years. And, uh, you know, he always had this concept in his head, this, you know, this morphing of rock and roll and rock opera, you know. He was a producer. He's also wrote screenplays. He had a Broadway play that he wrote for Sabotage, which became Streets, a rock opera. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. No, he was a legend. I mean. Genius. When you work with bands like Aerosmith, ACDC, you know, the Scorpions, I mean. Yeah, you learn a thing or two. So, you know, what was funny is that uh, they decided, the record company decided, they were like, you know, hey, uh, Paul, why don't you start your own band and, and develop this concept that you have in your head? And that's kind of what he did, you know. He took some of the people that he knew the best and worked with closely and his affiliation with uh, Sabotage. You know, he grabbed Olivia and uh, Petrelli. Petrelli. Yep. yep, from Sabotage. And they put a pretty smoking debut album out too absolutely and everybody knows these guys because they've heard these songs played all over the place yeah and you 
How many times have you heard somebody go, oh, I don't like this song, or this is crap? No, everybody loves this music. Yes. This was a best-selling Christmas album. It has been certified three times platinum. It sold three freaking million copies in the U.S., and that's big. It's, it's got 1.3 million downloads, becoming one of the best-selling Christmas albums of all time. Wow, that's pretty big. Huge. Part of a Christmas trilogy. Mm hmm. Yep. Which one's your favorite? You know, I like quite a bit of them. I don't know. I'd probably say this one is probably my favorite as far as their Christmas albums go. I remember buying this before anybody even really knew about TSO. And I went to the record store and I was like, wow, I found it. Because it was kind of hard to find when it first came out. But you knew they they had a couple yes, guys from Sabotage. Because I was a big Sabotage fan, mm-hmm. and I was following what they were doing, and I knew they were going to do this, but I don't think it was a band per se yet. It was more of a project at this point. But it just got some big... It's my favorite part. And all these albums have like a story. They're all story related. And the cool thing of it is when you get into that album, you can follow the story. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It really is. It was, it's completely ahead of its time. Nobody else has done this before or since, I don't yes, think. Yes, it's right. And the Christmas Eve in Sarajevo was actually Sabotage. On um, one of my favorite Sabotage albums. Yes, did when it did. And the musicians and the singers that they acquire huge is absolutely amazing which is pretty incredible for sabotage big marketing strategy that they used they weren't really a big band but when they changed it to a Christmas band yeah. then it got big so oh, those yeah. guys are pretty smart pulling this off oh yeah and, and what's funny is that sabotage you think of these rock bands you know from the 80s and 90s and to, to do something like this because it's an image thing a lot yeah. of times with rock and roll and to go this route it, that had to be you know just a, cool I, well I mean you're taking a chance yeah and it was a big chance but boom did it wow, grow did it, did it work into a juggernaut yep and if you ever hear these guys in concert this is what they sound like yes you will not be disappointed either with the light show the sound the production yeah. when they go out there and they perform you can tell that even though they perform the like day after day after day they put a hundred percent into their performance yes you go see them live because you will not regret it no. even if the tickets are expensive it's worth it yep i'm gonna play an exclusive track woody may have never heard this this is off the target version of this album huh this is called the whoville melody you ever heard this one there, Woody? I don't know. We'll see. Grinch. <laughs> they have some exclusive tracks. Grinch. I researched these guys. They're kind of hard to find. Grinch. Can you find this album anymore? I'm Grinch. sure you can. I'm sure it's still out there. It was on Lava Records and Atlantic Records. 
Is that Olivia doing the Grinch part? I'm sure it is. He's got a pretty unique vocal sound. Now, their second album came out in 1998, The Christmas Attic. I did not like this one. This was my least favorite from these guys. I did not like this album too well. I like the Christmas Canon. Wasn't that on there? Believe it was. Because there's two different versions of the Christmas Canon. Yes. I'm going to play this one, though. This is Midnight Christmas Eve. And if our listeners don't realize this, if you go listen to Sabotage, they sound just like the Train Siberian Orchestra, especially their last four or five albums. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that connection, but we're trying to make that bigger and better i'm telling you you if you start listening to some of the sabotages last few albums and then go right into tso yeah um, you can just see the development yes this is always a highlight of the concert right here with all the lights and everything everything kind of uh, lasers and yeah everything uh, synchronizes 20 or 30 people in the band usually yeah yeah play one more little ditty off this so this is find our way home some nice little ballad type songs i think the schmutz would probably be tearing up right now <laughs> he normally does <laughs> This did make it to number 14 on the U.S. Top Rock album chart, so... Really? It was starting to climb a little bit more. You got a lot of instrumentals on a lot of their albums, and they're really cool, too. Yeah. I The way that they can mix, mix and match some of the vocals and... Not only do you have male vocals, female vocals, instrumentals, right. guitar, violin. They got an East Coast band and a West Coast band. I was going to bring that up, yeah. I think Al Petrelli played on the West Coast and Chris Cafferty played on the East Coast. And they've had guest vocalists with John Olivier I saw, and Zachary Stevens, too. I, I did see uh, John Olivier. I swear that was him. He's a real big year. guy. Yeah, a real big guy. He didn't move around a lot. Played a lot of yeah. piano. Yep. Yep. Would be him. Yep. I always wanted to see him perform. I think that was the second guys. show I seen okay. with, with him. I'm going to try to take my kids to see them next year, Christmas time. Not that I'm in a hurry for that time of the year. <laughs> then, I believe, Woody, you really like this album coming out. This is Beethoven's Last Night. Oh, yeah. Year 2000. I remember me and you made a special trip to town to go buy this. Oh, yeah. I love that album. This has some really good playing on it. I mean, oh, the top-notch yeah. playing production all the way down yes and this is a rock opera about a fictional story of beethoven on his last night of his life features many classical crossover rock songs 
which are based on melodies from classical music, particular Beethoven's work. Yep. The, the cool thing of it is, is the story. It's a big, elaborate story. The story is just amazing. When you open up the inlay, it's like a book, a yeah. small book. It's like reading a book and then listening to it as you're reading. It, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I had this thing on repeat for months. Yeah, it's got some good tunes. I just went and listened to it last week and was like, wow, this is pretty intense. And then, and then they did come out with a, um, uh, when you go to the concert, there is a person there that kind of reads the story to you, yes. like what do they call it? Like uh, a narrator. Narrator, yeah, he narrates the story, and then they play music, and then he will come back out in a song or two, narrate some more, and that's what they did. They, they re-released that with a narration. Yes, yes, I read that. This is Mozart, by the way. Not many bands that can pull this off right here. No. And sound just as good live. You know, I just before I forget, there's other something else I want to mention. So I don't know if they still do it, but the first two or three times I've seen them, they would come out after they perform and sign autographs. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Me and you went the first time, and we got autographs by who was that? Chris Cafferty, and then mm-hmm. Alex Skolnick, Skolnick, and some of the other band members. Yep. I mean, they just put on a two and a half hour show, and they come back out there, yeah, and sign autographs until everybody leaves. It's amazing. This song right here, freaking great. Oh yeah. Sounds like butterflies. Yes. So if anybody likes Beethoven, you need to check out TSO. And Beethoven's The Last Night. And definitely read the story. Yes, because it's pretty intense. Man. Okay, now, Woody, now we're moving on to The Last Christmas Eve, the fourth album. Last part of the trilogy. Yes, Christmas trilogy. In 2004. And they toured for the first time on this album in over 100 arenas across North America. That's pretty big. And this album is huge because this song made it huge. This was pretty much all thriller and no filler. You still hear this song played today around Christmas time. Well, this is the song that got really popular on YouTube with yes, the, uh, the lights. The lights, yeah. yes. And then I read somewhere that I can't remember who it was. Was it Bud or Miller Light? Used it for the yes, commercial. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And this album did eventually go gold too, which is pretty amazing for a Christmas album. And I guess. This is the best-selling Christmas holiday album in the United States during the sound scan era, whatever that means. That's pretty cool. Take that, Mannheim Steamroller. Yes, these guys steamrolled those guys pretty fast. Oh, yeah. I'm not a big fan of that band. They got a few good tunes, but, eh, I don't know. You know, when they came out, they were all right. 
But when these guys came out, they blew them away. Different ball game. Yes, they show sure did. Kind of like this Caroline. song, the Christmas Understand. Jam. Turn oh, yeah. it up, Christmas, Christmas Jam. jam. This also has a musical tale of loss and redemption, which is kind of a big thing with these guys. It kind of started with Sabotage, with Streets, kind of did that kind of story. So this kind of had it more of a Christmas feel, though. Tell you what, the critics really liked it. It's a pretty big selling album. If it went gold, I mean, it was boom. <laughs> I was reading uh, their performances. They always have those backup singers. Yes. And uh, they always they wear the same black dresses. They have certain moves and dances. And it's really cool. And I'll tell you what, I have never heard females across the board who can sing like that. I mean, we'll play a song with those ladies singing here. This is a pretty cool song. Yeah, this is the uh, Christmas. The other Cannon Christmas. Rock. Yeah, Cannon this is their Rock. That's better version with yeah. the lady singing. Yes. I actually, <laughs> I got a story about her. Let's hear it there. We tell a lot of stories on the Headbangers Vault, especially actually, when Schmutz is here. Go ahead. Her name is Jennifer Sella, I think. Okay. I actually went to a TSO concert, came home, and my ears were still ringing. Ooh. All the tunes in my head, blown away by the performance. And for whatever reason, I got on Facebook and I found her, because her voice is just so angelic, honestly. And I sent her a message, and she sent me a message back. Wow. We had, for like two or three days, just like this email conversation. Oh, man. And she told me that she was thinking about leaving TSO and going to Nashville and becoming a country singer. Which, maybe she did, maybe she didn't. I think she returned to TSO later. But, uh, yeah, it was like six months after that she was done after that tour. Wow, I should ask her for a date. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Out of my league. Oh, man. Oh. I wonder whatever happened to her, if she's around anymore. We ought to research that. Yeah. Honestly, I was thinking that she went back. Now, I don't know if she's still there or not. Yeah, she came back last year. So she was there from 2001 to 2007. And then went back in 21. Okay, so she's still with the band. Hopefully, yeah. Great voice. I wish she could have sang with Sabotage a little bit, too. That would have been cool. Oh, yeah. Yep. And she sounds like that in concert, too. Yes. I remember seeing her play with these guys. Yep. It's like, wow. I think we got to meet her, too. Yeah. Yep, I still haven't washed my hand after shaking her hand. Oh! <laughs> Don't tell your wife that. Nope. <laughs> Delete that. <laughs> Guess we should have done this around the Christmas time, but it just didn't seem to happen well you know they have more than christmas yes and we're going to talk about this right now with their 
rock opera. It is called Night Castle. Double CD. This is a big one. Oh, yeah. This is a big one. Highly promoted. I actually went to this concert as well. Really? Yep. Did they play Christmas tunes or did they play... Half and half. Okay. Now, this reminds me of the old Sabotage. And if the schmutz was here, he would be pretty excited because this is Jeff Scott Soto singing. And we talk about him quite a bit on the podcast. He's a vocalist that sings on a lot of other albums, and he also sang for Journey for a while. Little B1 fun fact. This debuted at number five on the Billboard charts, and it was a number one on the rock music charts and it was certified gold in eight weeks that is amazing. wow it's now platinum i believe wow yep this is about as closest as they come to being a sabotage type of album this this album they took all their christmas albums made it secular and then just quadrupled yeah you know what i mean it's ambitious it's adventurous it's right just there's there's just all kinds of music in here and there are some sabotage connections with this album this song right here mozart and memories it is a reworking of mozart's symphony number 25 and was originally recorded as mozart and madness on dead winter dead great album wow The song Believe was originally featured on the Schmutz's favorite Streets of Rock opera. And there are also songs from Streets from Sabotage that they're reworked into the TSO arrangement. I heard something about I heard that the uh, was TSO gonna do like a bunch of sabotage songs? I or think. redo or something? Did I hear something like that? At one point, they were thinking about it. I'm going to play another one that has ties with Sabotage. This is The Mountain, which was originally recorded as Prelude to Madness on Sabotage's album Hall of the Mountain King. Another good album. Yes. song the lion's roar was taken from the song temptation revelation off of gutter ballet gutter ballet i got that remember when bmg and columbia house yes. was a thing i actually got that album because i forgot to send my card back in Ooh. and they sent it to me i was like crap never heard of sabotage up to that point and you Kept heard it, it listened to it loved it wow i think i heard the schmutz I think he had it first and I listened to it really got into these guys and started buying all their other stuff mm-hmm. I'm just glad they can keep this music rolling way well, back in the 80s all the way till now we get to hear these guys just in one form or another even though I had Gudger Ballet, ballet um, you're the one that actually got me into like Halls of the Mountain King and, and Dead yeah. Winter Dead and, Wake of Magellan that's a good one great awesome um you and I were working together, and we got to listen to music. We played those guys a lot. Yeah, we played them a lot. Yeah. This is so cool.
I'm going to play a song that was only available through Amazon that was on this album. Actually, it wasn't on this album. You had to go to Amazon to either buy it or stream it or whatnot. And I found it online. This is called Flight of Cassandra. It's not on this album, folks. But you can listen to it on YouTube. Can you hear some of these different instruments like this? It's tell me, tell me another band that's even not similar. Not very to many, not very many at all. No. There's a few progressive bands that play things like this, but not very many. They got to be real talented. Oh yeah, this is pure talent right here. Did you know, Woody, that these guys also had an EP? called Dreams of Fireflies. Yeah. 2012, I think? Yes. Play a little ditty off of that here. This is Dreams of Fireflies. It's kind of a cool little EP. It also was a number nine album on the Billboard 200 charts on its first week of its release. Is a number one on the Hard Rock Albums charts, too. They or, play this in concert. Wow. I didn't even know this album came out till a few years later. I had no idea. Honestly, I don't even know if I have this album. I never had it. This album actually, when it first came out, they sold it for $5 as a thank you to the fans. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. I did not know that. Yep. Awesome. So this was not a concept EP. Um, but apparently there was songs or stories within the songs. Okay. There's nothing new to that. Learn something new all the time on this podcast. And then we had their last album to date. Their sixth album, Letters from the Labyrinth. Not a Christmas album either. This is Madness of Men. did reach number seven on the Billboard 200 charts, too, and number one on the Top of Rock album charts. Last with Paul O'Neill, because he passed away, unfortunately, in 2017. Yep. Sad day. That guy was the driving force with this band, so I don't know what the future holds for these guys. I don't know. really don't know. I do know what we talked about last week 
podcast is Sabotage is writing and presumably recording their new album. Really? Yes. I wonder who's going to be in this one. They have a rotation. Yes. You know, like they have guys in there for three or four years and then they'll get a new guitar player or whatever. Now, they, they got the staples. I think the drummer and the guitar player, right? Yes. Are original? Yes. Okay. And if John Olivier participates, yeah, he's the leader. Um, they had the greatest hits too. Yes, they did. Yes. But you know, it's like taking pieces of stories and putting them together. You can't because they're a concept album. Right. It's kind of odd. Greatest hits. You got to listen to the whole thing. Right. They did redo a sabotage song on this one. The song Stay is a remake. This is Prometheus, and it also has the Schmutz's favorite singer, Jeff Scott Soto, singing on it. Do a little fast forward here. Also supposed to say that the schmutz loves these guys. It's one of his favorite bands. So there you go. He also said it was one of the best concerts they ever went to. Yep. These guys also had some pretty thoughtful lyrics, and you could tell they really put some thought into them. Oh, you know what? Not to go back to Beethoven's last night, but the lyrics and the way they can rhyme and insert words. Yes. It's absolutely amazing. Yes. This has a special guest vocalist in this song. This is Forget About the Blame. Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm sings this song. I did not know that. Yeah. I saw distance in your eyes The passion we once had is fading Into the whirlwind of our lives But you sit by me Like you So will we ever hear from these guys again As far as albums or not That remains to be seen But they're still going to tour Oh, I think they'll tour for a long time. Yeah, because they're making money. Well, Big money. Not only that, but I mean, think about it. It's a good gig. You play, what, two, three months out of the year? Yeah. And you're set for the rest of the year? Right. I'm sure it's a marathon, but... You know what? I think they still do this. What they also do in their concerts, this is amazing. And I don't know how they do it, but they'll have a chorus like a group of singers okay. they're always local that's like awesome the, the, I didn't know that yeah the last couple of times I've done it they had um, like a high school chorus or they'll have like you know sometimes you have like groups outside of academics and groups oh, wow. that sing they would bring them in and they would sing back up awesome yeah and then the last time I was there they gave a huge charity out okay. to a local group like they huge philanthropist 
That is really neat that they do that. Yeah. Maybe some of those religious songs are rubbing off on them. Well, there's a lot of religious undertones to some of these songs. Yes, there is. Very true. Which is kind of odd when you think of Alex Skolnick being in that band. Yeah, he wasn't in it very long, but he was in it for a little bit. Yeah. Here's our take on the Mega Trans-Siberian Orchestra Band. And I can't stress you people enough to go check out Sabotage as well because it's the same band people, just with a few more musicians and vocalists involved. Yes. I mean, if you really want to get a taste of what it's like, Go on YouTube. YouTube some of their performances. They yeah, have yeah. they have some performances on there, live performances. And just remember, the atmosphere is part of the show. Yes, it is. It's got a pretty cool laser light production. Not as big as Pink Floyd, but it's pretty cool. We just kind of grazed the surface of these guys, so you need to go check more other stuff out. Anything else you want to throw into the TSO? I was... I was thinking that one time somebody told me I went to the show, but somebody told me that that was the West Coast oh, wow. group that came. Yeah, there's a guy that I work with, huge TSO guy, and uh, he asked me if I went. I said, "Yeah," and he goes, "Did you notice it was the West Coast crew?" I said, "No." Maybe they did a little flip flopping. Yeah, they might have, and that's the thing that we didn't really touch upon. I mean, there are two TSO bands that tour simultaneously. We'll be right back. If you're looking for an honest, dependable auto repair facility, then look no further than Shady Smuts Garage. Whether your vehicle needs brakes, engine work, or just routine maintenance, the nephew of the Smuts can do it all. Located at 8049 Whites Road, Salina, Ohio, contact Daniel at 260-849-0915 to schedule quality work today. 260-849-0915. going to end this little ditty with a song I talked about that they redid from Sabotage. This is Stay. Back, never called home, you never turned around Tell me the games that you play It's going to be interesting to see what these guys do going forward if they're going to keep cranking the TSO stuff out or if they're actually going to do a Sabotage album. I don't know. I think the the initial plan was to do the Christmas trilogy, and then they kind of took a break in between and did the Beethoven and Night Castle. So I don't know. We will find out. Okay, so I'm going to go home, and I'm going to roll down my windows and jam out some Christmas music. Now now I'm in the mood. There there you go. It's about summertime, but hey, who cares? Maybe some Night Castle, so I'm not so weird. I wouldn't wouldn't care. I'd just play whatever you want. (laughs) Hey there, I was refugee. You took the... 
Thank you, Woody, for coming on to the show here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And we'll make sure and get you on a little bit sooner next time. Yeah, I mean, too bad the smuts couldn't be here, but you know, family first. Yep. Perfect time to do TSO. It just snowed today here in the late April year of 2022. So, welcome to Indiana. Right? I guess this was appropriate that we played a little Trans Siberian Orchestra and some Christmas music. Everybody, like, follow, share. Thanks for Woody. Thanks for having me. And what Nikki Lane always says if it's too loud, you're too old. God bless, and we will see you next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Headbangers Vault, bringing you the best in rock and metal music and music talk with your hosts, B1 Bomb and the Smuts. Check us out on your social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you'd be interested in being a part of our show or advertising with us, please visit our webpage at headbangersvault.podbean.com. And remember, if it's too loud, you're too old. hookers and no cocaine on this show. Sorry, schmutz. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week.